trying to think how many years ago this was. Um, fourth grade is, I don't think you guys would, you guys would be too little to remember this. But there was this guy uh, in the Olympics. He was a, uh, an awesome swimmer. Uh, he won, this guy won. He's the greatest, the greatest guy to ever compete in the Olympics. Like any sport, any time. He's won more medal, more gold medals than anybody ever. Anybody know who it is? Not Mark Spitz. You're close. Swimming, but different, different uh, swimmer. Michael Phelps, right. He won. He crushed it. He just, uh, he broke pretty much every record there is to be broken uh, in terms of competition and certainly in swimming. Um, I think he's from uh, Baltimore. When he was a kid, super disciplined, worked, practiced like crazy. He had this hero who was this Australian swimmer. His name was uh, Ian Thorpe. And he totally looked up to this guy, tried to swim like him, just kind of modeled, modeled himself as a guy. Michael Phelps is now becoming really good, like uh, getting more and more com competitive and successful. And Ian Thorpe kind of knows who he is now. And they became friends. As the big Olympics, I think these were the ones in, in uh, China, I think. Beijing? Beijing, right? Uh, as these ones were happening, this was the one where Phelps did it all. And this guy, Ian Thorpe, who was his hero, said, he was asked, do you think he can win eight gold medals? And this guy, Ian Thorpe, was totally rooting for him, was totally on his side, but was kind of like eight gold medals, like, Nobody's ever done that. Like, I don't, I, I don't really think he can win eight gold medals. Michael Phelps heard that. It was sort of hurt by it because this guy was his hero, but hey, he was being really honest. He was sort of like, that's impossible. Kind of nobody's ever done it. Nobody's going to be able to do it. Michael Phelps read that article in the newspaper and he cut it out. And he cut out the words where it said, He's not going to be. A, he's not going to get eight gold medals, and he taped it to his locker. And they said he said every time he'd go out to practice and to compete, he'd stop and he'd look at that quote, where he was basically being told, "No, you're not going to do it." And he did it. Everybody said, "No, it's not going to happen." And he said, "No." It's gonna happen. And he's the greatest ever. After he won the eight uh, gold medals, where do all these famous athletes go the next day? Disney. <laughs> he went to Disney. Now, it wasn't the next day. It was two days later. And what Disney decided, they knew he was coming. They invited him. Usually when these famous Super Bowl MVPs and athletes go to Disney right after the Super Bowl or whatever it is they won, They'll have a parade down Main Street in Disneyland. This guy who worked for Disney, his name was, first name was Duncan. He was in charge of like special events. He was in charge of this day, Michael Phelps showing up. 
and a day and a half before he's supposed to show up, he says, hey, this is Michael Phelps. He can't come. Oh, what they would normally do is, I guess, like the MVP would, yeah, he'd drive down in a car or march down, like in a parade, down Main Street. He goes, this is Michael Phelps. He can't march into Main Street, or he can't drive a car into Main Street. He's got to what into Main Street? Swim. He's got to swim. So this guy goes, he's going to swim into Main Street. And the Disney people are like, Duncan, crazy. How, do, how is he going to swim down the street? And he goes, we're going to build a pool. And they looked at him like, it's 36, it's a day and a half now, 36 hours from now, this guy is going to be here. You're telling us we got to build a pool. Guy swimming. And this guy Duncan goes, yeah, do it. Like, get it done. Michael Phelps swam down the street, the pool. This guy, Duncan, the, he was from England. When he was in college, he got this special for a semester. He got to work for Disney, the company, and he loved it. It was a special program in England. And he said, when I graduate from college, I am going to work for this company. And back, this was about 40 years, 30, 30 something years ago, it was very hard with visas and immigration to get over here, to get a job, it was very complicated. And Disney was like crazy competitive. Very hard to get a job for Disney. This guy was like, I am going to work for Disney. He graduated and he, and he, he called Disney 27 times in 27 days. Every day for 27 He called them, introduced himself, and said, I want to come work for you. And people were like, who is it? Disney was like, who's this nut who keeps calling? Well, eventually, on day 27, whoever it was picked up the phone, and they were like, all right, I'm, 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 what's this guy's deal? And the person on the phone talked to him a little bit. And the person said, all right, come in for an, come in for an interview. And he got a job. He ended up, it was like, a, all he was doing was working, he was getting coffee for his boss. And, you know, running off papers on the copy machine. Very, not really important stuff. This guy had a college degree. This guy was a pretty sharp guy. But he was like, I'll do anything to get into Disney. And he did. And he became this, years later, he left Disney like a millionaire with a crazy important job. Walt Disney! The guy who started it all, this is like a hundred years ago. He was in California. I think he was from Chicago, Walt Disney. And he was he was he could draw cartoons. He was awesome. Some of you guys are probably really good at drawing cartoons. He was really good at this, Walt Disney. And he goes, uh, that's what I want to do. I wanna I wanna be a cartoonist. Goes out to California, gets a job, loses the job, gets another job. He got laid off. He just sort of like wasn't able to keep a job. Finally, somebody said to him, you know what? Get this. The guy he was working for said, you know, you're just not that creative. <laughs> it's Walt Disney. You're just not that creative. You might want to think of a different line of work. So Walt Disney was very discouraged, kind of depressed, 
Because this was totally what he wanted to do. He went to church. And he was just kind of sad. Because he just got fired again. He used to have a little studio where he would draw all his cartoons. And he, had to get, he got kicked out of there because he couldn't pay rent. So he's at the back of the church. And the priest sees him. And the priest says, you look, you look a little sad, Walt. And he goes, yeah, well, I am a little sad. I keep getting fired. And I don't have any money. And people are telling me, you can't do this. But I want to do this. And now I don't even have a place, I don't even have a place to work. The priest said, you know what? I got a little, in the backyard, there's a little shed, like a garage. It's a mess. It's a dump. But if you want to use it, you can. You can clean it up and put all your cartoon stuff, and that's where you can work. Walt was like, man, that's awesome. I'm gonna, because I got, I got to do this. I got to go to work. He goes into the shed, and it's kind of gross. Filthy, really dirty. There's a bunch of mice all over the, all over the shed, and he's kind of getting creeped out by the mice. And he, uh, he keeps getting rid of He keeps, like, making noise to scare the mice away. There was one mouse that wouldn't get scared. Stand. And then he'd kind of run away. This one mouse kept coming back. And he was just kind of tough. He would, like, look at Walt from the other side of the room. He's like, I'm not leaving. And Walt Disney couldn't believe this. Every time he'd go like, get out of here, most of, the, most of the mice would run, right? This guy wouldn't go. So Walt takes out his uh, pen and a piece of paper, because the guy was just kind of sitting there looking at him, and he starts drawing him. Guess who that became? <laughs> Mickey Mouse. It was originally, he would call him <laughs> Mortimer. Mortimer Mouse. It was like... Company said, no, nah, that's the same name. We've got to give him a different name. So Mickey Mouse. But Walt Disney invented, uh, created him because this mouse was like, no, nah, I'm not going. And that guy who walked, worked for Disney was like, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm going to keep calling you till I get a job. And he got the job. And then that guy said, we're building a pool for this Olympic guy. People were like, you can't do that. He's like, we're going to do it. I'm not taking no for an answer. And then Michael Phelps was like, I'm winning eight gold medals. You can't really win eight gold medals. His hero is like, you can't really do that. I'm going to do it. And he did it. You know, all of these people had something in common. It seems to me. It was like, they just wouldn't take no for an answer. Like, they believed in something that was good, and that they should have been doing, and that they, their hearts wanted them to be there, everybody was like, nah, nah, it's not, I don't think so, I don't think you can do it. And they were like, no, I can do it. They got, they got discouraged, they got sad at points. Hey, we all get discouraged, we all get disappointed, we all get sad at times, but we never should give up. Look at this story Jesus told in the Gospel. There's this woman, she's a widow, so that means her husband died. So she's had to be sad, probably had, had to be lonely, probably didn't have a lot of money. And she goes up to this judge and she says to the judge, hey, you owe me, say it was like money or something. And she had this money coming to her and the judge is like, lady, get out of here. She's like, hey, 
Judge, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. It's like the guy calling Disney 27 times. It's Michael Phelps saying, no, I'm getting eight gate gold medals. And this woman was like, I'm not going away, Judge, because me being here and me asking for what I'm asking for is right. And I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to, even though everybody's saying, oh, just give, 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 give up. He's an important judge, and you're kind of a nobody. She was like, no, I'm not a nobody. I'm important too. And I'm not going to be told to be quiet by this guy. It was the mouse saying to Walt Disney, no, I'm not leaving the shed. And look what happened. When we, don't, when we stay strong to the things that matter, we win. We succeed. You know, I was... A couple of weeks ago, I was in the car on uh, Park Avenue. I'm at a, at a red light, and right in front of me is a car with a bumper sticker. And I was just kind of checking, a couple of bumper stickers, I was checking them out. And this one said, it had big letters, it said, PUSH, P-U-S-H. I was like, man, what's that? But then I could see words under it, little words. And I had to look a little bit more. PUSH is saw. And then the words said this, it was P-U-S-H. It said, pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. Push. All of these people pushed. I'm not sure if they all prayed, but they all pushed. And when we're right, we should push. But we should also always pray. When we're pushing for stuff that is ours, and that we have a right to, and that way we believe in. If we invite God in, when people say can't, we say can. With God, we can.